Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered with your host, Josh Morani. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Juju Smith-Schuster tweet. I found that pretty funny on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. I reacted to that. Whose side am I on? Then, I'm going to talk about the Brady's-Mahomes comparison and why it has got to stop. And I'm going to double down on that. The Chiefs are not a dynasty. And then Calvin Ridley applies for reinstatement. I react to that. So let's get started with the Juju Smith-Schuster tweet. For those who are not following um, that, uh, Tuesday, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, you know, tweeted a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. But it was with a picture of James Bradbury saying, I'll hold you when it matters most. Of course, that would irk a lot of people considering James Bradbury was called for a penalty at the most crucial time on Juju Smith-Schuster. So Juju decided to poke some fun at it and to me got one of the funniest responses of all time. When I first read this by A.J. Brown, I was laughing out loud. Uh, I couldn't believe his response. I absolutely loved it. He said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. I found this so funny because A.J. Brown is speaking facts right here. Uh, Juju was, I believe, on his way out of elite. It was kind of this last uh, saving grace that, you know, on a one-year deal, let me go to a good team like the Chiefs and try to revive my career because he had two really solid years with Antonio Brown, his rookie year and his second year, his second uh, year being a pro bowler getting uh, 1,400 yards. I mean, he was sensational. And then A.B. leaves. He's the de facto number one. He tails off 552 yards. Then he's TikTok boy, 800 yards. Uh, only started five games, dealt with injury issues. And Pittsburgh, only 129 yards. They decided to just cut him. And he has a solid year in Kansas City. But A.J. Brown is absolutely on target here that he was, you know, close to being out, uh, being known more for his TikToks. Even Andy Reid in offseason said, you know, Juju Smith is faster on his TikToks than his real life. So that's kind of the persona around Juju is that he's TikTok boy. Uh, he's known more for TikTok and what he does off the field than what he does on the field. And he had a chance to change this perception of himself winning a Super Bowl, uh, being a you know good student with the Chiefs, and then he pulls a stunt like this. Now I see memes on you know uh, you know AJ Brown laughing at him, and you know all right I might my bad Antonio Brown, uh, you know all these other things you know people respecting Juju to once again people not liking Juju anymore. And one tweet will do it for you. Uh, one tweet will make people not like you. 
And that's just the reality of it. Uh, again, I was never a fan of Juju before this tweet. Uh, never liked what his off-field personality. Never thought he was that great on the field. So, uh, to me, this isn't like a shocking revelation that Juju would really stoop this low, really cross the line after uh, a hard, you know, fought victory. That to pull a stunt like this, to me, it's uh, it's I don't know. I don't like the way Juju did this. I just think it's so low, considering. Um, the spot in the game, um, what was called and the, 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 you know, flag was a game ending call. It wasn't just a game changing call. It was a game ending call. So for a lot of people, you know, they don't like to call Julian Edelman, didn't like to call Ray Lewis. There's multiple executives that were worked by it. Fans were worked by it. LeBron James was worked by it. Heck. So, uh, so then to do this so closely after that, I'm all about celebrating, and I'm fine with the Chiefs wearing shirts, zero sacks allowed, uh, and things like that. To me, that's fine, but to call somebody out like that, to me, I'm not a fan of poking the bear, because guess what? Eagles are going to see the Chiefs next year in the regular season. And people keep note of this. When A.J. Brown was doing his TikTok things, the Bengals and other teams took note of it, uh, and they really went for juju. So when you poke the bear... So you really don't want the bear after you. So uh, I do think players are going to remember this uh, coming next year, especially when the, if Juju's still on the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are, you know, receivers, maybe DBs as well, use this as motivation uh, to get after at least Juju. But we'll see. Again, that call still hurts uh, thinking about it. Next up, Brady-Mahomes comparison. Seems like it's all that's been mentioned about is Brady-Mahomes. Mahomes on track to become the GOAT. People calling him the new GOAT. I mean, that's not how it works. There's no such thing as an old greatest of all time and the new greatest of all time. Uh, when Tom Brady was the GOAT, we didn't say uh, new GOAT to Tom Brady. And Joe Montana was the old GOAT. We just said Tom Brady is the GOAT, and people are bringing up the track record through six years, and it's very, very, to me, close because, you know, it's different because now we have one extra game in the NFL. It's a more pass-happy league, so it's hard to dissect it. But if you're just looking at your first, you know, six years through the league, five years as a starter, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls to Mahomes two. And Brady won two of those back-to-back. And that's never been done since. That's insane. They both had two Super Bowl MVPs up to this point. Brady had three conference championships to Mahomes five. Uh, Both have the same amount of conference championship victories. uh, It three. So you have that... uh, in of itself, right there. And then you have uh, the wins. Brady had 58 uh, wins, 20 losses. Mahomes 64 and 16 regular uh, season. 
But one thing Mahomes has over him are the MVPs. Mahomes had two to Brady zero. Of course, Brady did add the MVPs later in his career. And Mahomes has more passing yards and passing touchdowns and a touch better completion percentage. But again, you look at the eras. Uh, Tom Brady is kind of a perfect quarterback that played in the in the old NFL area with the tough Ravens defenses and things like that to where now it's become a pass-heavy, offensive-driven NFL. So for Brady to do that in a time like that where it was unfathomable for Joe Montana to win four rings, another great like Troy Aikman to win three, Tom Brady won three in that tough, hardened NFL era. So I give Brady a lot of credit for that. But then you look at other things uh, as well. Uh, I think Mahomes is a great quarterback. I had him in my top five when I just did my top five the other day. Uh, I had him in the top five. But you again, the comparison is hard because Brady's career, it's over. It is cemented. It's concrete. It's over. And, again, you can say, hey, you know, he was great in every era. Mahomes is great right now. He's a top five quarterback, but he's at, you know, a certain point in the mountain. But Tom Brady is at the top of Mount Everest. The Mount Everest is, what, 40,000 feet elevation. He's all the way at the top. Mahomes is at 15,000 elevation. He's not even halfway there yet to Tom Brady. So that's just something I want to point out because when you look at Tom Brady, uh, he's first in pass yards all time, first in pass touchdowns, first in wins, win percentage, uh, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl appearances, wins, MVPs, conference championships, playoff yards, playoff touchdowns, playoff wins, all number one. Brady has 35 postseason wins. The same, uh, just uh, the same amount as the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's the first player to win an NFL championship in three different decades uh, to start and win a Super Bowl for a team in both the NFC and the AFC. Uh, again, all his accomplishments are insane. Uh, when you look at Tom Brady, a lot of people mention he's had three Hall of Fame careers in one lifetime. Uh, you look at Tom Brady from 2000 to 06, he had five division titles, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, 147 passing touchdowns. Troy Aikman had very similar stats. He had three Super Bowls in his whole career, one Super Bowl MVP, 165 passing touchdowns. So Tom Brady in six years accomplished what Troy Aikman did in a lifetime. What Tom Brady did for another seven years from 07 to 13, matched Dan Marino's uh, division titles, conference titles, more MVPs, all pros, past touchdown leader. And then what's even more impressive is Tom Brady in the latter part of his career accomplished what Joe Montana did in his career. Four Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, the MVPs, the Pro Bowls. I mean, Tom Brady was really that guy. So he is you know, parts of his career were the same or better than what we call Joe Montana the Go or other legends. So to me, we just have to stop on the Mahomes comparison. To me, it's you can't look at it until 10 years from now 
uh, 15 years when it's all said and done. Mahomes has a great chance to catch Tom Brady in this past happy league because he can uh, probably reach those records that Tom Brady holds. But when it's all said and done, we'll see. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, he'll probably be, uh, for a lot of people right now, he's number three. Again, he was my fifth best quarterback. Uh, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be number three, number two. But to be the greatest, uh, I just don't think so uh, right now at this point in his career because so much can happen again in the next 10, uh, 15 years. So to say he's the new GOAT is disrespectful. Uh, To me, it's like saying KD is greater than Michael Jordan. Now, KD is great. He's got two titles. He's got two finals MVP. But to say he's as good as Jordan... It's blasphemous. Uh, it's just got to stop. I, you know, you know, that, but that's what we're hearing. If you know somebody in the basketball world said that oh, Katie's as good as Michael Jordan, we we think they're legitimately quite crazy. So for people to say the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady stuff, it's downright disrespectful. It's got to stop. Patrick Mahomes is great. I don't want to take anything away from him, but this notion that he's already there when he hasn't. It's, you know, it's, I just can't buy it. Now, I will say this. I think Mahomes is as close to Brady as we're going to see where Andy Reid talks about he's driven to be the greatest all time. He's chasing Brady. Uh, He is chasing Joe Montana, Tom Brady uh, to become the greatest. I think Tom recognizes that. Uh, You know, it feels like to me, out of the conversations current players have with Tom Brady. Uh, we don't hear about Tom Brady texting Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. It's Tom Brady's reaching out to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is reaching out to Tom Brady on certain things. So when I look at this Super Bowl, which to me it wasn't, you know, Patrick Mahomes wasn't that impressive in terms of his stats, but he was very, very efficient. He was workmanlike, like Tom Brady. Uh, and I admire that. So Mahomes, uh, you know, I said Joe Burrow is the closest thing to Tom Brady, and I thought uh, that last year. But to me, Mahomes is really right there uh, in terms of his leadership. I think that he has now really taken a step up in that role. Uh, you know, I do think Mahomes is the king of this current group of the NFL quarterbacks where Tom Brady was king of his group of NFL quarterbacks. It was him, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton, uh, Eli, uh, you know, Joe Flacco, Big Ben, all those guys. Brady was the king of the mountaintop. And this era of quarterbacks of Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Mahomes is the king. And, you know, for any Marvel fans out there, this is what I liken it to. Uh, where you can debate it amongst comic books, but I'm just talking about the Marvel movies, Marvel Cinematic Universe, is Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man was the greatest character. He was the greatest Avenger. Uh, If you want to make a case for Steve Rogers or Spider-Man, that's fine, but Iron Man was the greatest Avenger, had the greatest art, character progression, 
funny, smart, uh, did the ultimate sacrifice there at the end to stop Thanos. He was the greatest Avenger. He tried to keep the Avengers intact. Even after Steve left, he had Vision and wanted Spider-Man to become an Avenger. He wanted to keep the Avengers going. That was his thing. Uh, and then after he sacrificed himself, he kind of anointed Spider-Man is the next Tony Stark. Trusted him with the Edith glasses. So to me, Mahomes is the Peter Parker, the Spider-Man, to Brady's Tony Stark Iron Man. That, to me, I think is my favorite comp when I think about it. Like, that is, you know, maybe Brady comes back. If Mahomes isn't in the Super Bowl, uh, if Joe Burrow beats him again and maybe Jalen Hurts wins it, it's like, hey, if I'm Tom... I can still go out there and compete, but, you know, Mahomes is really, really taking the crown as the best player in the NFL after his postseason run, and I'll give him all respect for that, but I can't put him up there on the greatness scale when he hasn't done it yet. And then, you know, there's other, there's one other notion I want to debunk. I heard something. Live, I forget who said it. I think it was on ESPN. And it legit made me laugh out loud because they said Mahomes, what he did on this Super Bowl run with no number one wide receiver was as impressive as anything that's ever been done. And it genuinely made me laugh because it, I again, it was a dismissive shade of Tom Brady. Now, Mahomes was very impressive uh, in the Super Bowl, in, the, in his run this year. Because I agree, he did not have a true number one wide receiver. Travis Kelsey, to me, is very wide receiver-like. He's great, but he had a number two in Juju Smith-Schuster, in threes and fours, in Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney. So he had good weapons. I think Juju's a two, Kadarius Toney's a two. Travis Kelsey is the one, and he's tremendous. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, good running game. But to think that... Uh, Pajamones did this devoid of help, and that's never been done before, was laughable. Was truly, uh, truly uh, laughable. I uh, couldn't find it more funny because I looked at some of the, you know, Patriot Super Bowl rosters, and I know they had the Randy Mott and the Dion Branches. They had a good uh, team. Uh, for a for a bit there, but they didn't win any Super Bowls. It's when they didn't have a number one wide receiver that they were doing, you know, all their great work. Uh, when you really look at the 2015 uh, to 2019 run, they had no number one wide receiver. When you look at uh, the Seahawks and Patriots Super Bowl, uh, Tom Brady, of course, was a quarterback. Their number one running back was LeGarrette Blunt, and the number one running back for the Seahawks was Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, LeGarrette Blunt against Marshawn Lynch, really? And then you have the weapons uh, that they had as well. Seahawks had Doug Baldwin, 
Jermaine Kurz, who were very good. Now, he had Rob Gronkowski, and that was it. Julian Edelman, I like as a wide receiver. But he would, he, to me, he's, he's not like a Randy Moss-type wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, or a Tyree Kill, which Patrick Mahomes had. Julian Edelman, Brandon LaFell, Danny Amendola. Are you, so he had those weapons, Gronk, Edelman, LaFell, Amendola. They were going up against the Legion of Boom, the best defense at the time. Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell, Jeremy Lane, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. Those guys, and then on the defensive line, it was Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett. And Tom Brady threw for 262 yards, 100 uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, he was brilliant in that game. Uh, he was My bad. I have those numbers wrong. He had 328 yards in that game. Uh, he had 124 in the fourth quarter, four touchdowns, a QBR of 87. Well, LeGarrette Blunt, their running back, only had 40 yards. Their leading wide receiver was Julian Edelman with 109 yards. I mean, it was he was great in the in the Super Bowl. I mean, I can't say enough about that Super Bowl one. Devoid of weapons. And then you fast forward to 2017. It was the Patriots-Falcons where they were down. Uh, 34, or 28 to 3 at halftime. You look at both that roster, and guess what? Very similar. Matt Ryan was MVP that year. Had Julio Jones, the best wide receiver. Devontae Freeman, who had over 1,000 yards. Mohamed Sanu, Austin Hooper, a great team. Tom Brady, LeGarrette Blunt. Gronk was actually injured in that Super Bowl. So it was Martellus Bennett, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, and Danny Amendola. Chris Hogan, no Gronk. It was Martellus Bennett. To me, that's why the comeback was so great, was because, are you kidding me? No Gronk, Martellus Bennett, Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, and Tom Brady threw for 466 yards with a QBR of 76. Well, they couldn't run the ball because LeGarrette Blunt was the leading rusher with 31 yards. James White was the leading receiver with 110 yards. Are you kidding me? That, to me, is so impressive because he did it devoid of a number one wide receiver. Yes, Patrick Mahomes did not have a number one wide receiver, but I want to see him win a Super Bowl without Kelsey be behind 28-3. to Let's see if that happens. I mean, that, to me, is also very, very Impressive, it is. Uh, and then you look at the 2018. Yes, they lost to uh, the Eagles in the in that Super Bowl. But Tom Brady broke, broke the record for pass yards with 505 pass yards at a QBR of 90. He played perfectly. Again, no running game, 45 yards. Uh, again, no number one wide receiver. It was Amendola, Hogan, Gronk. Brandon Cooks only had one reception in that Super Bowl. Again, all Tom, all New England. And then lastly, you look at the one that they won the year afterwards, which was the Rams. The lowest scoring Super Bowl is 13-3. Tom Brady, 262 yards. Again, the running game, Sony Michelle actually had a good game, 94 yards, leading wide receiver. Julian Edelman, 141 yards. Gronk had six receptions. Everybody else had two or less. So, 
Tom Brady did this devoid of a number one wide receiver for a long time. He was brilliant. So, yes, Mahomes was very impressive. But to say that was like the best quarterback Super Bowl performance of all time is just a joke. I'll say Mahomes was better than Tom's uh, last one with New England uh, against the Rams. But those other three, including the one lot, Brady was better as well. Again, the Falcons won no Gronk. Thing of beauty. Thing of beauty. So I'm going to double down on this one more time. Since this has become kind of polarizing. Is that the Chiefs are not a dynasty. A dynasty starts when you win. Yes, they've been to five straight conference championship games. That is great. But I do not have them as a dynasty. I still think they have to win one more title. A lot of teams can win two. Heck, Seattle is on the verge of winning back-to-back. And after that, it all went up in smoke. Uh, Again, it's really tough to win two. I give them credit for winning two in uh, a four-year span. But to me, it's one more Super Bowl because it starts with your first one, not when you lose to the Patriots in uh, at your home stadium and Tom Brady wins that Super Bowl that year because that continues his dynasty. So a dynasty, can't there can't be two dynasties at one time. That's not how a dynasty works. So their dynasty, the Chiefs, technically wouldn't start till the following year when they win it against the Niners, uh, and the Patriots lose them a wild card round. And then you have that, and then the following year they get blown out, then they lose them at AFC Championship game, now they win one. So to me, two and four years, that's really nice. That's on the cusp of a dynasty, but they're not a dynasty yet. I'm not saying they're going to go downhill or be bad or reverse or go backwards because they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Andy Reid, they got a solid team. They could, they'll make it to many more AFC championships. I think they have a chance to win a couple more Super Bowls as well. And then, yes, I will give them the crown of dynasty. But I can't yet. Uh, they need to prove they can win three, you know, in a, in a six, seven-year span. Uh, and then, yes, dynasty because they'll at least have been relevant. But they can't, you know, miss the playoffs this year and, be like, oh, the dynasty's taking the year off, or lose them a wild card and say, oh, it's just for luck of bad dynasty drought. So no, Super Bowl, another Super Bowl run has to be in the works for them to be called a dynasty. Especially when, again, when you look at the other dynasties, the Patriots, Cowboys, Niners, uh, Steelers, all won three or more Super Bowls in a very short time frame, that was what counts as a dynasty, that three. When we look at the NBA, we mentioned the Bulls, we mentioned the Lakers, the Celtics. Do we mention the Rockets for being a dynasty because they won back-to-back in 94-95? No, we don't mention them being a dynasty because they weren't. It was just two times. They're not a dynasty, so that's what I have trouble with there, so... You know, were the Heat a dynasty? No, they won back-to-back, but it was only two out of four years, and it kind of all fell apart. So, no, the Heat were not a dynasty. 
Cavs were in dynasty. The Warriors were in dynasty. They won three in four years, uh, in four and eight. So that's very impressive. But uh, no, sorry, Chief, but you're close. You're close. And then lastly, Calvin Ridley applied for reinstatement uh, yesterday as his first day eligible. Uh, I believe they should just let him back in the NFL. He hasn't played a game since October 24, 2021, where he said he needed to step away from mental well-being. And then it was announced that he was gambling on games, a gambling problem, and, you know, they said a one-year ban. I just think you got to let him in. He served his time relatively quiet. I feel like if he didn't gamble on any games this past year, uh, did his stuff, and you got to let Calvin Ridley in the league. Uh, and, you know, speaking, you know, Calvin Ridley was, you know, really good with the Falcons, uh, you know, the last year that he played a full season. 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, very good. And I totally forgot he signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars and didn't get to play with them. Uh, so they would have had Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, I mean, that is a very good offensive team considering they were 10th in scoring this year, passing total offense. I mean, Jaguars have a solid team, so adding Calvin Ridley. Totally forgot. I was like, yesterday I was thinking to myself, I'm the Falcons. Don't think that's much of a difference, but I forgot on an offensive team like the Jags who are up and improving, very, very good sign. So I think the NFL, again, he did his stuff, didn't gamble. You got to let him back in the league. So that's exciting. Jaguars, another piece to add to their offense. Uh, congratulations uh, to him. Hope he works out. Hope he's back soon. Uh, but yeah, this has been unbothered. I'll talk. Oh, and one more thing. Thing. Speaking of dynasties today, uh, being in a making my Marvel, Marvel reference, being such a Marvel fan. I am looking forward to Ant-Man Quantumania. Why is that relevant? Well, because it's the start of the Kang Dynasty. Very much looking forward to that. If I have a good review on that positive viewing experience, I'll make sure to share that all with you as well. But what are your thoughts? Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Is Mahomes the next Tom Brady? Talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.